What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project podcast. I'm your host, Eric Antonson. Today's guest on the show, it's another foiling series, is Adam Bennett. Uh, you follow him on Instagram at, at Mr. Bennett's. If you don't, you should go check him out. Um, I'm super excited. Adam is one of the you know top five most requested guests to get on the show uh, because of his progressive style in foil surfing. He's really leading the charge in the way that he is approaching foiling as if he's shortboarding. And I didn't know it, but it makes a lot of sense. He's a former pro surfer. Um, for about 10 years, he said, pro junior series, lived in Bali, getting paid to surf, getting paid to get barreled, which is about as good as it gets. And then to switch to foiling, that says a lot, especially when you're living in Bali and have access to that type of surf. Um, we go into that and why foiling is the new thing and why it's so much fun, along with gear, wings, his approach, um, style and who he draws inspiration from. It's a great show. I think that you guys are going to like it. I hope that uh, this will be the first of a few with Adam over the next while because there's a lot more to learn. Hit me with feedback from the show. Let me know what you guys like, what you guys would like to hear from Adam if he does end up coming back on, what we've missed. And uh, yeah, thanks again for tuning in. All the constructive feedback, all of it. It's great. We're on a good run of shows right now. I just recorded a double episode with Dave Kalama that will be released in two parts over the next few, uh, in the next week, probably next two weeks. Uh, part one is on flow and experience, a lot of foiling talk there, but also a lot of just the path of Dave's life, being someone who has lived, uh, you know, his whole entire life around the things that he loves, um, passion-driven life which I find very inspirational, more so than kind of any other way to live. Um, and then second part is technical foiling conversation where we get deep into wings, his design ideas, probably 20 minutes on his board design ideas. He was one of the first guys to step out of the box and start designing um, boards for foiling. So you got two episodes of Dave Kalama coming up. And today's episode is a gem with Adam Bennett's. So give him a follow at Mr. Bennett's if you don't already and enjoy the show. Adam, thank you, man, for coming on the show. This has been a long time in the making. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good that we waited, <laughs> though, man, because now we got a lot more commonality for what we can I know, talk about. Yeah, no, it's good. Good to finally connect. Yeah, it would have been what maybe four four months ago or something. Maybe maybe longer when we yeah. yeah when we first started talking. So yeah, long time coming. <laughs> right on. Hey, so before we dive into foiling, yeah. you know, I want to get a little bit of background on who you are. I don't know anything about who you are. I follow you on Instagram. I see that you are. It looks like you're an entrepreneur and a DJ. You've got a <laughs> you know bathing suit company. Um, co-founder of that, I guess. And yeah. Yeah, man, you got your hands in a lot of stuff. It looks like you're living a pretty, pretty epic life. What's, what's going on, man? Give me your story. Um, so, I, yeah, I grew up on the Gold Coast in um, Australia, and um, I, yeah, I used to surf professionally. Um, yeah, back in the day, oh, I for probably about ten years I surfed professionally. Um, I like right when I sort of finished up doing the the Pro Junior Series when I was about nineteen or twenty, I 
started going to Bali a lot and, um, and sort of that was kind of my base for about nearly 10 years, yeah, probably 10 years. And I, I sort of would spend six to eight months there every year, um, and kind of base myself there. And, you know, I was like, I was getting, I wasn't getting paid that much to surf, but I was getting paid just enough to sort of get by. And, you know, it was just kind of more of a lifestyle thing. And by living in Bali, um, I could sort of, you know, surf every day and, and, um, and it was relatively cheap to live over there. And, and, um, it was obviously good cause everyone was coming through Bali, you know, photographers and all that kind of stuff. So, and all my friends and people. So I was kind of, um, I was able to sort of take people around and take groups of people on surf trips and do that kind of like free surfing thing, I guess. Um, which was cool. Like to be able to, you know, do that. Like I, I wasn't the, you know, the, I was never going to make the world tour or anything. I wasn't ever like the greatest surfer, but I was, I guess I was good at sort of marketing myself and being involved with the right people and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so I spent like 10 years in Bali. Um, and yeah, I met my wife over there and, and we, yeah, we have a three year old um, son and, um, yeah, so we sort of, yeah, pretty much spent like, yeah, the whole time there. And then just more recently, um, yeah, moved back to Oz for about a year and then we went back to Bali and, and yeah, and while we were in Bali, that's when my wife and I, um, started a, yeah, a swimsuit company called um, Faye. So, yeah, we sort of started that more. So just, you know, Bianca was just, um, she was just like wanted to, you know, in a bikini every day, wanted to, um, to sort of design her, her kind of perfect bikini, I guess. She kind of didn't, couldn't find one, you know, from any other brand and then um, started posting some photos on Instagram and, and you know, her friends were like, where can I get that? And, and we sort of saw a little opportunity. So we sort of like withdrew all of our savings and put it into a 300-piece bikini order and, and um, yeah, sort of just snowballed from there, sold out in a couple of weeks. Um, we built a pretty good Instagram following straight away. We kind of built the whole brand around Instagram. And, um, yeah, and then it's just kind of snowballed and, um, yeah, we've kind of just, you know, every order got bigger and bigger over the years and, and um, yeah, got it on some big, like, celebrities, like, you know, the Hadids and the Kardashians and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and yeah, now we, we stock with Victoria's Secret. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty, pretty been a pretty wild ride and I've just been kind of, yeah, doing that and then obviously surfing and, um, yeah, and then kind of, um, about yeah, probably nine months ago, got into foiling and um, haven't surfed since. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that, right? Like pro surfer living in Bali, you kind of don't get better than that. I mean, you're getting kegged. I've seen the photos of you, just insane, insane barrels, right? Yeah. How do you go from from that and having that on tap? Like I, I, you know, for me, I moved from Costa Rica to Florida, and then foiling was like, holy shit, I'm having a ton of fun in one to two foot waves now this is insane but you've got insane barrels on tap how do you decide to get into foiling with the opportunity there and then why did it grab you like what is it about foiling that uh yeah, so, uh, that's captured you uh, so my yeah my so my brother um chris he's been foiling for a, probably a, maybe three years now and um and like i don't only ever see him sort of you know a couple of times a year when i went back to the gold coast to you know, see my family and, and stuff like that. And, and he always was trying to get me to, to come out and have a try. And I just kind of never did. I was kind of, you know, I just did, I kind of lost this, the surf froth, I guess, you know, towards the end of, um, I don't know, you just kind of get burnt out and you, and you're very spoiled for choice over in Bali and, and you just get lazy. And I guess my business was going really well. And I was kind of, that was kind of a new passion and, and, um, and I was putting all of my energy into that. And, um, 
and then yeah like I was home um I was living down the south coast of New South Wales and um yeah you should check actually check out my brother's um Instagram page um it's called East Coast Foil Club um they do some pretty funny stuff on there they, ha- they haven't posted anything for a while but there's some pretty funny stuff on there um and um anyway yeah so he um he he brought his foil down and and um actually the first time I tried it the very first time was in, um, I was up in Byron Bay and I was hanging out with with Wilco, with Matt Wilkinson. Um, we're we're good friends from way back, and both of our um, my wife and his his um, girlfriend are like sort of best friends. And um, yeah, he we were down at, at what he goes in in uh, like at the past there in Byron Bay, and and he brought his foil down and like yeah. um, we just were having a beach day, and I, and I I sort of paddled out and just caught like two waves and just ate shit and landed like just ended up on the foil, and that was my very first go, and I was just like, holy fuck, this is so gnarly like I just was like how do people even do this and then it was probably like a month later my brother um came down to visit me down the south coast where I was living and brought his foil and and he was kind of like out there with me and really coaching me and um and I guess like the I think I, I the first the with Wilco's foil it was a go foil it was a huge foil and it was just I guess like I just didn't know how to basically keep the thing down that's why I was eating shit and um yeah, and then so my brother had a Nash, um, a medium Nash, and and I had, and he brought it down, and he and he yeah gave me like I had a whole session on it, and I and I got up you know four or five times where I really got like a good sort of glide. It's it's actually on my Instagram. You can see the very first time I tried it, and um and he had the GoPro out there and stuff, and it was pretty funny. And I pretty much ever since that, like I just was like I couldn't believe it. I literally. Um, then he, he was down there for a few days. And so I had a couple more sessions with like, you know, and just kind of stole the foil off him. And, um, yeah. And, and he, I think he was just like, he really wanted me to sort of get into it. So he, he was just like, yeah, yeah, just take it. Like, you know, you just, just do your thing. And, and, um, yeah. And like he left and I, and I, and I literally ordered a foil like the next day and, and it was at my house. Like, um, I, I, yeah, I ordered a Nash medium wing. And, um, yeah, that was kind of at my house, like the next, like, uh, you know, a couple of days later. And, and then ever since then, that was in like, I think that was in like late February this year. And then ever since then, I, yeah, just haven't surfed. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same so, thing. I haven't touched it's a short so funny, like, and <laughs> well, like, like that, yeah, like I kind of was, I, um, I, so then I just like, was like going mad and foiling, like, you know, going once or twice a day, like almost every day, pretty much every day. I think I went like every day for a month and I picked it up really quick cause I was just going so much and just so persistent with it. Um, and then, so I was like, I was down the South coast until about, uh, probably would have been like June year so i had about three three or four months um in oz foiling every day um there's a couple of good waves down the south coast that are really good for foiling too there's like a good river mouth and a good bommy that's really good on high tide and um yeah it was like um i took it to bali and i actually it was really weird i was just so hooked on it that um oh like i had the nash and i kind of um like like i was just you know just going straight pretty much and, and i slowly started learning how to turn and then um I got and then I got the MFC because my brother he basically told me to you know um he goes oh, I've ridden I've ridden one of uh he's I've ridden the MFC and it's like the, it's the best foil on like that on the market I've, he said he's ridden all of them and he's like that's the best one and um so I so I was like okay I was I could, could kind of feel that my foiling was kind of getting to the point where I'd reached like I could kind of you know I couldn't really do much more on the Nash it was it was a bit too um sort of yeah, it was like, it's a great fall for learning on, but then I guess it was once you want to like really kind of perform, it's, you know, and you, it's like the aluminium and stuff, it kind of, um, 
I think limits it with the, the heaviness of it and stuff like that. So um, got this MFC and I was just like, oh my God, this is like, feels like I'm shortboarding now. Like I kind of had this, yeah, yeah just, and that's kind of where I, I guess why I haven't surfed because I, I got that shortboarding feel um, where I kind of got this surf bug, you know, like where you want to go for a surf. I could, I could just do that on the MFC and I could do, you know, do top turns and started being able to like do, you know, cutbacks and hit the foam and yeah, really kind of, I don't know, just like surf it like a shortboard really. And so, um, yeah, I pretty much like packed my board bag for Bali and I packed a foil board, a, like a, a soft board and one surfboard <laughs> and, and, and the soft, like an MF, like, so, you know, those MF soft boards. And, um, and I just pretty much, they just, they didn't even leave my bag. I just didn't leave the board bag. Like, and I was in Bali for like five months nearly did not touch my surfboard. And it was just, yeah, it was so funny. Like just, it was just weird. Like, like I'd never would have think I'd go to Bali and not surf. It was like the weirdest thing ever, but it was, I was having the most fun ever had, you know, just, and there was just perfect little foiling waves out in front of my house. And it was just amazing. So in that run there, um, before you went to Bali, before the MFC, yeah. you're on, you're on the Nash. I understand what those wings are like. I understand the feel of those wings. What were, yeah. what were the, did you have some moments in that learning process there? You know, a lot of folks who listen to the show are using this as a, a way to, to help their foil game. Do you have any big yeah. moments in there that things that you discovered and you're like, Oh man, all right, that's a big thing. I need to, to mark that or, um, anything that jumps out at you. Um, yeah, I remember like, um, this one wave, um, it's, and, and actually my, my wife's dad, he got it on, on his iPhone. Um, it's on my Instagram. If you go deep, um, this one wave where I like kind of was going left and I did this big, like roundhouse, like cutback, um, like where I, I was on the Nash and I just kind of did this really like nice, just drawn out cutback on this. And I, and it, it kind of just, I got this like kind of really cool feeling where I was like, wow, that really, like really felt like a really nice, I don't know, like cut back, but I was getting like speed, like coming around and it was super weird. And, and that kind of really, um, yeah, that, that sort of moment, I think really like when I was like, oh, you can actually kind of turn these things, you know, where before you, you kind of, I, I was just like, how, how can I even turn this thing? Like, I was just going straight and just holding on for dear life. <laughs> and then I kind of figured out, yeah, I kind of, I don't know, it's just like one of those things where you just try, you just kind of just keep trying and then you get better and, and, um, and, and I think that's, what's so good about foiling is, is if you, especially if you're a surfer, it's very hard at the start. Um, it's like really, it's so weird, you know, cause it's so different and it's really, really hard and it's such a steep learning curve, but you do get better really fast. Like you get, you know, you progress through it, through the learning phase, like way faster than if you were to try and learn to surf or like learn to do anything really. Cause you, I guess you have sort of ocean knowledge and you, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. So I think that that was that one moment on the Nash right, where, I, where I could do like a proper like carve sort of cutback thing. And I didn't hit the wash because I was too scared of the wash then, but I just kind of hopped over and kind of tried to pump out. And that was like just when I was learning how to, how to pump. And I guess like the next thing would be when, when you learn to pump and connect like more than one wave, that's like that opens up a whole can of worms, you know, when you can, yeah, basically just – well, yeah, when you get to the, you know, when you get good at it, you can connect just like as many waves as your legs can handle, really. It's like. That's such an insane yeah, sure. feeling, man. Like when, when the ocean becomes this like infinite playground of cardio, yeah. it's just as long as you can go. Yeah, seriously. And it's like, it's just like, it's, it's just radical. And then you start, yeah, throwing in all these like 
high aspect wings and, and all this, like the, you know, the, the bloody 170 and the 210 hypers. Yep. And they're just like machines. They just go forever. Yeah. But before we jump into the higher aspect and what was the transition like from the lower aspect Nash wing onto the MFC? I know that when I first went to like the low profile wing, I just couldn't believe how much drag I was feeling before. And yeah, you know yeah, it was yeah. there, so, right? And then all of a sudden, it just feels like you're so much faster. Yeah, yeah, it was like, and and I even noticed that, like, as soon as I um, hopped onto my board and paddled, like yeah. the, for the first time, like when I when I first got in the water on the MFC and, and just jumped on my board and paddled, I was just like, oh my god, like, feels like I don't even have a foil under me, like. It was like the weirdest thing. And then, yeah, obviously you're just going so fast compared to those like, yeah, the, the car, I think carbon is like, is so good just cause it's, it's light as well. Like it's, it's the low profile, but it's also the, the, the lightness of the foil. It's, it's, it's like, so I don't know, just feels like it's, it's, it's night and day. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Like if you ever get a chance to try a carbon wing, carbon setup, like it's, it's just amazing how different it is. And, and it's funny, like I, I, um, like I had my MFC and I literally gave probably five of my mates, at least five of my mates a go on it. And they, they bought, they bought an MFC like the next day or the next week. They just, <laughs> like they, they couldn't even, they couldn't even get back on there. Like whatever they were riding, like a Nash or whatever, like a GoFoil go or whatever it was, like they just, like it was just they were just blown away and 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 I got back on like their their like whatever they were riding and I was just like oh my god like it's just heavy how much drag there is it feels like you got a sack of potatoes underneath you yeah and one thing that that we should probably mention right now is that that's the wing that you want to learn on though you want to learn on a slow wing oh, with lots 100%. of weight lift yeah I mean 100%. because what happens I was just talking to somebody today about this and what happens is if somebody who's learning, who's in the process of learning right now, and they just got the um, Unifoil 210, and they have they have like a like a, an older setup with more drag, a, a, you know, a, like a better beginner wing, and they're like just amping to get on the 210. And I'm like, look, oh, like if you, yeah, if you that, hop on be, the 210. Yeah, that's hard. It's a hard wing to get your head around at the start. Right, and you're it's going like, so much faster than the wave goes that you have to be able to turn because yeah. as soon as you pop up, you're out of the pocket. So yeah, exactly. On the slower no, those, those, yeah, those those lower those like low lower um, aspects, like thicker, you know, wings. They're amazing for learning on because yeah, oh, yeah, like you don't want to be going fast when you're learning because you, you're out of control. Like you cannot, you can't turn it. You're just going straight. Like you pretty much, yeah. You you know you want to be going as slow as possible, and you just want to get the feeling of of the, the of flying really. And then every day you just sort of get. Yeah, you just get better and better and then you learn how to sort of heel at a toe and you learn how to turn a little bit and then next day you turn off the back and you might do three pumps and then, you know, for, you know, eat shit. But then, you know, then eventually you'll connect up a wave and then you'll kind of learn how to turn it and stuff. But those, yeah, those slow wings are great for sure for learning. They're like, I think it'd be hard to learn on, well, it definitely would be, it'd be so hard to learn on a high aspect wing for sure. Yeah. But even like it'd be hard learning on like a, an MFC or, or a uni like 175 or something like that. Uh, oh, actually, I mean, yeah, it'd be, it'd definitely be harder. They're way know? tippier. Yeah. They're just real, they're real twitchy. Like they're, they're just super like responsive, you know? Yeah. And on, so, another thought about them is that they're sharp. You don't want to fall yeah, on, on yeah, any of those exactly. lower profile they're way sharper, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually when Cliffy sent me my last, uh, I just got a 190 from him. My son got a, a 150 yeah, and, that's it. 
we had to we had to sand them down. They were like knives, dude. You could have you oh, could really? have cut dinner with them. <laughs> I called Clippy. I was like, "What are you trying to do to me, man?" Yeah. Um, but they're so beautiful. Um, oh yeah. Uh, how is that? How is that one ninety? The one ninety is is magic. I, I like it a lot. The last video I just um, posted up is on the one ninety, and I just kind yeah, of I saw that. learned how to pump like differently. Um, yeah, yeah. I heard you. Yeah, that last podcast you did with Kane. Oh, you listened to that one. So yeah. you know, what did you think about that? Like, cause you were trying to explain to me how to pump the MFC 12 or 1250 and I was having a terrible time with it. And I think I was pushing too hard on it. I wasn't, I was going too, too up and down too dolphin. Like, yeah. and you know, it's, yeah. it's you really got to feather that wing a little bit to get it up to speed. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like the key is to, um, is to, is to make sure you have like heaps of speed and, and when you're coming off, you know, and, and, um, and to sort of, try and ride as high as possible that's what i've found um but i guess you just have to find yeah like a rhythm as well like this kind of like a yeah it's it's not like you can't just just push on it and and it'll come up it's like you need to like it needs to be high and you need to be going fast and you need to be in a rhythm it's like it's obviously like terrible at low speeds you know like it like lift wise but when when you're going fast it's it's really good yeah and it doesn't it doesn't really seem to have a top end like some of the lower aspect wings when you start pumping them you can really feel when you're hitting that like drag yeah, point sure. where they yeah. that that mfc um and like the 210 the 190 like that those those uh those wings you can just kind of keep going as you know as, yeah. as fast as you want to almost um, yeah it's, amazing. it's like a sprint it's crazy. yeah so yeah <laughs> um before let's talk wings a little bit since we're doing it before we hop into some of your your like the stuff that you're doing like i really want to get into you know how you're hitting the lip and some stuff that a lot of people yeah. aren't taking on because it scares the crap out of me yeah, um, yeah. But, but before we do that you've just now switched started riding high aspect gear for the first time the 175 which isn't high aspect um but now the like the 210 yeah. and um, yeah, so the 170 hyper and the 210 hyper from Unifoil. So what do you think about the high aspect? Because you hadn't been on any high aspect gear before. Like, how does that feel? Yeah, no, you? I hadn't. Um, I actually found it so hard to figure out the very, like the first few times I, I rode I rode them. Like, I, I, I really struggled because I was like, I, and like the reason I struggled is because, well, for me, I don't know if it's like for anyone else, but I, I found that I, I have to ride the mast like at least an inch or so further forward than my than how I'd ride like my 175 or 150 um, Vortex Unifoil. So um, it was so weird. I, I just I couldn't. I had to like shuffle my feet back so far to the point where I was like for turning. Stand, yeah, like standing right yeah. on my tail block, and like and I just felt it. it it wasn't a natural pumping stance for me. Um, so I've, I've found, and, I, and that's why I, when I spoke to you earlier um, before we you know, recorded, I said I was just going to go out and have another go in the 170. Um, I moved it forward again, and, and it just makes it, um, for me, it makes it like so much easier to pump, um, and I, I don't have to shuffle my feet back. So that might just be the way I stand. But do you find you have to ride, ride the 190 or 210 further forward? I do push them pretty far forward. You know, if you do the cane balance trick, I'm putting them yeah. about, a, about an inch forward of that balance trick now. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm riding at least an inch, maybe more. Like, and and it makes it feel way better, and it, and it still surfs really good. Like, um, yeah. So that's why I had to go out and try it because like, I was like, 
I, I like I'll go between all the you know I go between all the different wings and um you know depending on conditions but I, I've got like pretty good markers on my board now where I know you know where the mass needs to be for um you know each thing and um each wing and um yeah it's like you, are you writing on the board with like a pen or something? How are you doing? Yeah, it? Just, I've, I've, just, I've actually kind of just scratched it. Scratched That's what it. I do. <laughs> yeah, I probably should just draw on it. Um, but yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. And I found, um, and I found that a really, really different too. Um, even when I first hop, like hopped on the Unifoil 175 um, after riding the MFCs, um, I had to ride that further forward than, than, um, than the MFC because um, because the wing is actually because it's a it's a um, you know a one piece fuselage um, setup um, the wing is actually uh, sorry the mast is further forward um, you know closer to the wing in a sense like um, compared to like most other foils it's only got like you know what I mean the mast is does that make sense the mast yeah. is further forward in the in the fuselage so it's closer to the wing. Um, so like, obviously, right. yes, yeah, so you kind of just, you know, you normally set up your board and you're like, oh yeah, mask goes here. Like that's, but because the mast is further forward, you need to ride it. Yeah. Further forward to get the balance point, right. Where you're standing over the wing. Um, so I've found that, um, and it's, it's funny, there's a, there's a, there's a guy on Insta, um, that, that sort of hit me up about it, um, as well. He, he, he um, he, yeah, he bought a 175, um, when I, yeah, he, he just hits me up all the time. He's, um, you know, I just give him advice and stuff and, and, and he bought a 175 and he was just like, man, I don't, I don't, um, he's like regretting his purchase. And he was like, and he's like, I can't get it to go. And I was like, try moving, try moving the mask forward, like two centimeters, you know? And, um, and he did it and he was just like, Oh my God, it's like the best, best wing I've ever ridden. He was just like, that's <laughs> like those little things. Like it's a matter of like, you know, millimeters or centimeter, you know, like just the tiniest adjustments, um, so like that's, I think that's when you're changing between wings too, it's super important to, to give it a few goes and to really tr- like move it around and, and, um, and try, try it because it's, they're, they're all different, you know, and they're all, they're all, there is a sweet spot in, in all of them. So it's sort of you, before you write it off, like, you know, move it. <laughs> yeah. What, what tailwings are you playing with right now? Are um, you in the chop shop game? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Following on from from brian yep. um and, and kane um i chopped down a yeah an 18 inch race tail um to 14 in, 14 inches um yeah i spoke to uh, kane's obviously really onto his his tail um chopping and tail design and you know he's great with his design and stuff um and yeah he he uh, he just said well he I'm basically just listening to him because he seems to be the master of it and um, he said that well he thinks because um, he's tried heaps of them heaps of tails he's probably tried like twenty or thirty different tails and he seems to think that a flat fourteen inch tail is seems to go the best um, in terms On the of like, one seventy five yeah just in, in everything like just um, he just found that that um, that sort of I guess yeah width like wing, wingspan and um, um, yeah, he just said that sort of works. And so I chopped mine down to 14 inches, you know, rounded it a little bit and, um, and that's, yeah. So I've actually got a couple more coming, um, like a couple more, ta- um, flat tails coming. So I'm going to chop, like, I'm going to go, I think you've got a 12 inch one, do you? I have, you, yeah, I have yeah. two different 12 inch tails. I've st- I started making a bunch of them just to test. Yeah. Super yeah. Yeah. Fun. So I, I, wanna, I basically want to get like a, yeah, I, I'm happy with the 14 inch one. It goes really good. 
Um, and then I want to do a 12 inch one and then probably like even a 16 inch one, maybe just for downwinding. So you can kind of turn it, but it still gives you more pump. Um, so that's sort of, I think 18 inches is pretty, pretty big. It's like, you can't really turn. It's hard to turn an 18 inch tail. It's super weird. When Um, Kane was on last week, he said that his favorite tail for the 210 was the 16 down curve, which I was surprised. And yeah. You know, I, I have that and I haven't even tried it yet. Like Cliffy sent me one when the 190 came and I was, I didn't even try it. You know, I only tried, it was, you know, just surf my brains out for a week and didn't even yeah. put that wing on. So now I've, I'll get to try it next week though. Yeah. I, um, I, I, um, when I first got my 150, um, I cut down, um, I was speaking to Mizo cause he was on, yeah, he, he was riding the 150 and I was just asking him about different tails cause I only had the the flare tail, which is the, like the upturned tip sort of surf one. Um, and he, he recommended that I cut down two centimeters off the, yeah, off the down, off the carved ones. So the downturned one. Yeah. Um, and that was going really good and I, and I loved it. And, um, but then when I chopped the flat tail and I've, and I've just been riding that, yeah, 14 inch flat tail, I've been riding that in pretty much everything lately. Um, that, uh, I, when you when you go back to that carve tail, it, it does feel heaps draggier compared to the um, the flat one. Surprisingly, yeah. no, it does. The profile is so much lower. I did yeah. a tail. I talked about it. So I won't go into it too too much. If you want to hear more about it, you can listen to that Kane podcast. But I did this yeah, yeah, super yeah. low profile, really bendy tail. I mean, it's I don't even know yeah. how many millimeters thick. Two, three. I mean, super tiny. Yeah, and it was amazing how much less drag you felt. It was surfed yeah. great, pumped bad. But, um, yeah, but, I, but I learned yeah, so, a lot from yeah. that. Yeah. So that's interesting. I'm going to try that, try the, um, that down curve one for sure. Cause I have one, I have, I have a 16 inch one that's not, um, chopped. So that's interesting. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm stoked. I, uh, I get all my stuff glassed right now at, uh, earth technologies out in California. And I was talking to Ryan yesterday, I'm ordering a couple new boards and I yeah. asked him to just bag me a big slab of carbon, just lay up like, you know, yeah, uh, not quite a quarter inch, but a pretty big slab of carbon, and and bag it for me, and just send me a big sheet with the. So I'm just cut out a bunch of new tails to test out. Oh, that's sick! Yeah, awesome. I'm tired of tired of having to deal <laughs> with the glass. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, hey, let's let's dive into boards, man. You're you're bucking the trend a little bit in what everybody's riding, and I tend to side a little bit more with you than with the guys riding. You know the the four foot boards, the really yeah. tiny boards. Can you yeah. talk about how you've landed on the board that you're riding and, and what benefits you think it's giving you? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so I, um, yeah, so my, I mean, I've only, um, like I've, I've, re- I've tried a bunch of different boards, you know, um, just from like having goes of friends and whatnot, but, um, I've only ever had ridden JSs like, you know, I've just been, kind of been involved in sort of testing them over the last, well, since I started basically, I, I bought an old like prototype, one of, um, Paul Stacey's protos, you know, it was just an old, very old one. Um, and then he, yeah, then he sent me a couple more to sort of, you know, as they were developing the, the, um, their, their boards basically to go to market. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've ridden, you know, four, four, fours, um, four sixes, four eights. Um, I don't know. I just find, um, I found more so when I, I've written, I've written like three tens and four O's and stuff of like my friends. Um, and I just found that it was kind of to, to go that short, you had to go thicker 
and um, to sort of get the buoyancy and and it and it really kind of um, I don't know it's it's kind of weird even having like an extra half an inch or whatever it, it is thick thick to get the you know the buoyancy on like say a three ten or a four o um, I found I found it just weird like um, it wasn't like a natural surf um, kind of feel for me it was the board felt way too short and and you you know your foot's like almost on the nose. So, um, yeah, so I found that f- like for, we, we've, we all, like my brother, he's, he's been testing him for ages too. Um, and, and we've kind of all agreed that, at that we, for, for, I guess for, for our weight, we, you know, we weigh around 75 kilos, um, which is like 180, I think, 180 pounds, I think. Um, and yeah, we found that four, six was a pretty sort of magic number in terms of like, um, yeah, it still felt like a surf, like a surfboard, I guess. Like you still had that surfboard, shortboard feel, because um, you you could, you know, it's 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 four six by nineteen. Um, I'm not sure how thick it is, but it's pretty thin, and it's um it's twenty six point one liters. That's so it, yeah, so it's kind of like it's basically like the same literage as my shortboard. My normal shortboard, like if I was to ride like a five nine or a five ten shortboard, it's about twenty six liters, and um, yeah, so it's kind of um, I don't know, it just it feels it just feels more like a shortboard to me, like, and I guess that's like my approach on you know the um, I, my approach to foiling is kind of I just kind of want a shortboard, like ride like shortboard, so that sort of that's why I guess I've come to that number of like yeah four six. I did have a four eight, which um, which felt pretty good and it paddled really well. It was like 28 liters, but but then when I got on the new um, the new four six, it felt so like loose and and nice. Like it just it seems for me four six seems to be the best number for me. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's funny because my favorite board right now is a four six 26 liter board. It's a little bit wider. It's a 21 yes. wide. Yeah. Really pulled in tail and yeah. a little bit fatter nose. Um, yeah, that, I just find, um, yeah, and just for sort of, um, especially if you kind of, if you're hitting the wash and, and like getting like in the lip or like getting just when the board's touching down and, and kind of hitting like unpredictable sections, um, you kind of want a bit more of board there to stabilize you. I think that's, that's the way that I've found. And then even like on the four, eight, like hitting the foam on that was really easy because it was so much more board and, and so much more stable. It was really surprising how stable and easy it was to hit. But then, but then it didn't like it had more of it had like kind of a different swing weight because it was those two two inches longer and and you know a bit heavier and um kind of yeah. So I, I really enjoyed going back to the four six because it was I don't know just sort of feels feels pretty good. Do you know what your boards are weighing in at and how much um, do you think weight matters in boards? Um, they're, they're 2.2 kilos. That's super um, light. Yeah. Super light. Really, really light. So like my whole setup weighs like 5.3, I think 5.3 kilos, including the foil. Wow. Uh, so it's really light. Um, I, I think, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I think I've ridden a couple of boards that have being heavier like and not 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 epoxy like pu ones um i i personally like light boards because mm-hmm. they feel really lively um and they're i don't know yeah they just feel more lively like for me they just feel 
like uh, way more responsive because there's less weight and you can throw it around more. Yeah. No, that seems to be, everybody seems to like lighter boards. I've, I've been experimenting with heavier boards and I, I like them, but then again, I'm not doing the things that you and Kane and some guys are doing. Like I, I have, you know, no air game whatsoever. I like just doing big carbs and going fast. And so maybe there's yeah. a, maybe there's a difference yeah, there. I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm not really, I haven't done it. I've done one tiny little credit card air, but I haven't really done any airs or experiments with airs either. I'm more, I'm more about, um, yeah, sort of, yeah, doing carbs and sort of hitting the wash and that yeah. kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. I, I find it kind of gnarly to do airs, airs without straps. I know Kane's done a couple of crazy ones, which is, and I think Mizo's done a few sick ones too, but it's pretty, pretty gnarly. If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it scares me. But what you're doing and hitting the wash is, it, I think, is super scary too. Like, I think it's a roll of the dice at best. Can you talk yeah. through, like, how you approach that? And it seems like you're making a lot of them. Is there a lot of, you know, clips that are on the, yeah, on the cutting room floor where you're just getting your um, head I, nearly I chopped find, off? I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird because I, now that I'm, like, riding these, um, like, the one – I've got this one, the 150 Vortex um, Unifoil, which is – I think it's – you can order them now that I was, I've just been writing this prototype and um, it, because it's so small and like whippy and just like, so like loose, it's this, it's so predictable to be able to like hit the wash. Cause I know it's like, I almost know I can overpower it. Like I, I can overpower the lift, you know? So when I, I can really just go right into like a big, like, yeah, like say, like whitewash and just do like a snap and, and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, I think it's just cause it's small, the wing, so you can kind of overpower it. Um, but even on the MS, I mean, the MSC like 1075, that's a pretty small wing too. Um, yeah, I think those wings are just like, they're so low profile and small. Um, and they don't have like a, they don't have that much lift, you know, so you can kind of overpower it in a way. Um, that's, I, I never like get scared to hit a, hit a section or anything. Cause I know I can kind of like wrestle it a bit and, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Maybe it's just confidence. And, and, um, and I think a lot of time too, is like, I'm, especially when you're doing like a, like a big roundhouse cutty and you're kind of hitting the phone. Um, like I, I tend to come down just before I hit, like come, come almost off foil and, and more hit, hit it with my board. Yeah. So, so unless the wave's like solid, like unless it's like a solid, you know, a big, a bigger wave, like if it's only like, you know, knee, need a waist high or yeah whatever as long as you as long as your wings underneath the foam um it's pretty sweet because there's no like turbulence to buck you off or anything it's like when your wings stuck in the foam that's when it gets kind of gnarly and that can only happen is if the you know the whitewash is bigger than your mask basically like that's that that's yeah it can get sketchy when when that happens but um yeah most of the time like i mean yeah it, i mean i wouldn't go hit like a four foot whitewash you know that just <laughs> Be pretty gnarly. <laughs> have you have you tried much on the two ten yet? Hit yeah, yeah, I love the two ten. I had um, I, I haven't done any downwinding yet, but I've I've just been like hanging to do one. But yeah, the two ten's so good. I, I like. What just, about hitting the hit hitting the lip, kind of hitting the wash? On. Oh no, no, I haven't actually. I, I just on the one seventy. No, no, I haven't hit any lips or tried or anything on the on the two ten. I think that'd be too. It's um. It's hard. It's it's kind of hard to turn that in a in a sharp way, like in like a like the good thing about the 150, um, even the even the 175. It's like you can pivot it, like you can sort of really pivot the um, the whole like foil, and and especially if you've got a flat tail wing. So 
Um, it's easy to sort of pivot and almost do like a little snap, like you would like on a shortboard, um, like almost like a fin, like a fin ditch, you know, like, um, where your fins get out the back on a shortboard. Um, I can kind of get that same motion and feeling, um, with those shorter wings, but you can't, you can't pivot those, like those high, high aspect wings as fast and as like, um, they're obviously not as responsive because they're so the wingspan so wide. So, yeah, I mean, I, ha- I mean, I, I don't know. It's like you, you could probably get used to it, but it's hard to come off like a real little flicky sort of wing and then go into this big monster wing and try that. Um, you could probably do it if you spent if you just rode that and that's what you rode because you'd, you'd get the feel of it. And you know, if you unweight yourself and at the right time you you can flick it. You know, if you unweight yourself, but it's when you've got pressure on the <clears throat> on your back foot. You know, so then the wing's coming up and you're trying to turn and it's all like if, if your timing was right, you could do it. Um, I did just take out the yeah, the 170 and um, <clears throat> did a couple of little like sort of flicky turns like in the top of the lip and rode out of a couple, like ate shit on a couple. So there is potential there. And like obviously Mizo is really good at at doing that. You know, he's he's pretty gnarly at <clears throat> riding, riding that thing and turning that pretty sharp. So yeah, it's super I guess it's more. Because it's more so like a, you know, spending time on on that foil and um, yeah, sort of figuring out, yeah, what what works and what doesn't work. Because you just learn, you just learn the foil basically. You learn how it rides and you can anticipate what it's going to do once you spend some time on it. How, how much have you changed your pump technique to ride the one seventy or two ten versus the smaller wings? Have you changed your technique? You just slowing um, down cadence? Yeah, it's definitely like it's definitely more of a like an even footed pump. Like I feel like it's more like a like a um like a bo- double footed jump more so than like a <clears throat> back foot I think um I've, yeah it's kind of and I, f- I find that I um kind of stand upright more like I mm-hmm. kind of have to yes instead of leaning like forward so much and I guess that's how you get that sort of double footed pump I guess if you stand up more upright it's it's really weird like I like I said I, when I first tried it I was just and, and it's more so when I first tried it it's because I didn't have the mass but firing it forward but i found it really hard to ride when i first first um rode it it was just yeah, i was tripping out i was like this thing just won't come up like i just couldn't even get it to come up on the foil and then isn't that weird that's the my that was my feeling the first time i rode the 210 too it sounds like you're breaking up a little bit but it, it the first time i rode the, the 210 <clears throat> took off and I was surprised. I've been riding a bunch of wings that had tons of lift on the takeoff, and it it just it's almost like you have yeah. to take it off like a plane. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and that's what I really like about um. I really like that about like when I jumped over onto MFC and then and Unifoil is the same. Um, they just have such a nice gradual lift. Um, mm-hmm. so you can really take off on like and you can and like because they have this nice gradual lift, you can then ride the the mast way further forward than most of those other wings, you know, that have that crazy amount of lift. Um, so you can, yeah, you can take off way later, like super late takeoffs and ride out of them with ease. Like, you know, it's not going to come up and, you know, surprise you. And by doing that too, it's like you can then, for me anyway, I can then have my my back foot um, behind the mast mm-hmm. kind of, so then I, can, then I can kind of get that surfy feel. Um, so it's more like, shortboarding then then um you know just battling you know to keep it down like with front foot pressure i've got more that yeah kind of back foot pressure i guess or like you know where i can push on the tail when i do a snap and it'll like come up and like actually do like a snap or you can when you're doing you know like you know roundhouse cutty you can if it's you know these like flat, the the down curved um 
the yeah the down curved wings and the flat the flat wings i find they when you're doing like a big carve like really like laying it over it, it tends to want to nose dive and you can kind of like push on your back foot because you're behind the master then you can keep it up and then you can hit the wash and yeah it's like I, that's really that's one thing that's really sick about like the M, well, yeah the msc and the uni is pretty much like they do that so well like the gradual lift it's yeah. really nice yeah I, I agree i like the um the lower profile wings i mean you got to work your way up to them but i don't think that anyone's going back from those once they once they really get there anyways yeah oh they're so good for surfing like yeah. they're just they're just so, yeah so amazing what do you, what are you working on now what what maneuvers do you see are possible you know i don't think anyone two years ago would have seen what you're doing right now with your re-entry type yeah, stuff like i um i really like um i'm just kind of like doing i love just doing like really big like drawn out cutties like and just hitting the foam that's like I, and just kind of trying to get as much like distance in your carve um and just coming at that foam like with heaps of speed but then because if you do it so drawn out you're kind of really prepared to hit the foam because you're almost starting to turn as you kind of hit it instead of just like running into it you kind of actually are you know intentionally trying to like hit it hit the foam and do like a snap off it um but i at the moment i've really been liking just sort of um kane kane does it really well too he kind of drops into like this like the drops into the wave and then does like a really deep bottom turn and then like super sharp and then he kind of like does this little like snap at the top of the wave um that's what i sort of really like um yeah that's i've been really trying to do that um work on that anyway just like sort of inspiration drawing inspiration from kane um that's like just kind of get just getting back to that sort of surfy feel you know where you're just doing a big deep bottom turn and a little snap off the top and if you if you unweight yourself you know um like at the right point at the top and you and you do and you are riding like a relatively small wing with a with a flat tail that it lets you really pivot um at the top of the wave and you can kind of then you know have enough front foot pressure to like then ride ride back down the face that's what yeah i've been kind of working on so it's it's really fun to yeah i'm just really fun just to, to try and basically like ride like a shortboard because it's it is it is difficult you know it's it's hard to um and like you know like like what you said if someone would have told me when i first started foiling that i'd be able to do what i do on, on a foil i would say no way you could yeah, that is possible like it's it's just it's mind-blowing that you can eat like yeah that everyone's doing what they doing what they're doing you know it's like radical it's insane it's so fun to be a part of this phase of foiling right now where just the bar keeps raising every yeah. day like, like how often are you in shortboarding now where you you hit instagram and you're like oh man that was impressive i can't believe someone it doesn't happen that often anymore right you kind of anticipate everything that's happening in surfing yeah pretty much yes especially in like all the contests and stuff too it's yeah. like pretty predictable these days um there's obviously you know certain guys with x factors and that but um yeah it's pretty i guess everyone's you know the competitions and stuff they're they're sort of surfing to a criteria you know there's and um and and the good guys you know the guys who are professional athletes and you know that's their job and they're they're they know they they know what the judges want and they'll just they'll just do that because that's you know what the criteria says um there is and there's definitely like bit of x factor lost i think because of that um yeah yeah it's like how much pretty wild how much fun are you having in foiling and foiling as an experience as an overall experience compared to shortboarding on your on your better days on the on the better sessions 
How's that compare? Um, oh, I think I'm having way more fun now. Like just, I think the main reason why you're having so much fun is because you, well, pretty the first thing is you pretty much never surfing with anyone. So there's never a crowd. So there's never anyone hassling you, which means you'd never coming in pissed off from, you know, you could, you could be out at like the best day, at, you know, at Uluwatu or at Karamas or wherever pipeline or pipeline, especially like, and there's, you know, a hundred guys out and, you you might be out there for three hours and get one wave, and and then if you don't make that one wave, then you just come in pissed off, you know, because <laughs> you're just like seeing all these perfect waves and all these guys getting barreled off their heads, and you're just like, man, I just would love one of those waves, but you just can't get it, and it's just, yeah, and so that's I think the the that's the best thing about foiling is just is just surfing or foiling waves that that when there's no one around, you know, it's just. Yeah. And then, and then having, like we talked about before, like the, when you can connect multiple waves is taking off on a wave, maybe even on the inside and pumping out to like a bomb out the back and, and riding it, you know, for 50 meters before it even breaks or hundred meters, you know, however, however far you, how you can pump if there's a big enough swell. And yeah, it's sort of the whole, it opens up this whole realm of like, yeah, you kind of, you're not just paddling out of one bank, you're kind of paddling out and surfing within 500 meters maybe you know it's pretty wild <laughs> um has the with with foiling the 3d aspect of it and the having to make there's a lot more mentally going on um do you find that like the states of foiling are better that do you see yourself hopping back on a shortboard or, or do you think that like what do you see in the future for you in uh-huh. surfing yeah, I, I, people ask me that all the time because when I tell them that I haven't surfed for like, like since like, you know nine months or however long it's been ten months, um, I I just can't bear the thought of the drag like of like a, a normal board. So I don't know. I think um, so. I, I saw somewhere like someone posted a clip where they said the best way to go back to you know, if you haven't, if you haven't shortboarded for a while, um, the best way to go back in is to actually go out in some really good, like clean, like good, like good waves, you know, like four to six foot and just try and do like as big a turns as you can. Because if you try and go out in like, you know, on like a softboard or a mall or whatever, it's like, you just, the drag is just unbearable. <laughs> it's like, that's the, that's the way to sort of, yeah, get your shortboard mojo back, I guess, is to go out and really, really pumping waves. Um, but then, then again, like how often is it really pumping? It's like, right. you, you know, you, 90% of the time you're probably surfing, you know, knee to shoulder waves with, you know, a lot of people and, and you can, you, you can foil that now, you know, you ride the right wing, you can foil like good waves and and you know you can i'm um, starting to try to like basically shortboard these waves you know you're doing snaps and cutties and and that kind of stuff so yeah it's sort of i don't know it's hard to say like <laughs> maybe i'll come back come back on the podcast again and let you know if i've had a surf <laughs> <laughs> I, I i tried um i don't know there was a hurricane swell and it was like too too big to surf or something like that so i took out the shortboard and caught like two waves and it, it felt like a four knot like i couldn't even remember how to do it. It felt so strange. I couldn't even paddle. I felt like I was going to yeah. roll over the whole yeah, time. Yeah, how weird is um how weird is paddling when you um like when you hop back like on just on a board and, and it feels like you've got like like Parkinson's or something. It's like <laughs> it's like you just your boards all, all over the joint because you you can't you um you can't 
compensate so much for the foil when you paddle that you, you're actually taking these like really heavy strokes and your board's just going side to side it's like it's the weirdest thing yeah no it's it's super hard it's <laughs> super super gnarly um we're coming up here on the hour man what do you want to end with for the last few minutes what do you uh what do you uh what do you want uh, to cover that we haven't i don't know i think like yeah it's all i mean it's it's just a wild sort of sport to be involved in you know from the very beginning and it's um it's cool it's it's cool you know like yourself doing these podcasts so you know people who are new to it can um learn something you know learn something and and get better and it's it's a good community of people i think which is which is really cool like it's you know it's it's nothing like it's it's how good is it going falling with a couple of mates and you're all just pumping around just hooting each other and dropping in on each other and it's all sort of i don't know it's like a weird thing where Imagine best. if you do that surf, just like drop in on each other and just wreck <laughs> each other's waves, like everyone would come in pissed off. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, yeah, we've co- co- covered everything. I, have, I, have, I just thought of one more thing I want to go through for sure. Yeah. And that is um, walk us through like steeper takeoffs. Uh, I mean, the, the way the stuff that you're taking off in is, is critical. I asked this um, last time Kane was on the, on the podcast too, I think, but you know, ste- steeper podcast. No, I talked to James Casey about it yesterday. Uh, he yeah. just recorded too. But no, um, how are you handling steeper takeoffs? What what tips could you give people to manage those drops? Because that's tricky, no matter how good you are. I think. Yeah, I think um, I think it it really depends on what what foil you're riding for sure. Because um, even like if I got on like a I don't know like a go foil or like some like a I don't know like an axis or something with heaps of lift like even I would find it hard to take off on, on those, you know, on steep takeoff. So I think, I mean, I guess it, the, for me, I guess it's just knowing, knowing your foil and knowing, I guess, just trusting like, yeah, just knowing how much lift you're going to get. So then you can compensate for that and just, just being confident. I think if, as soon as you don't, as soon as you have a doubt, um, you know, that's when you, that's when you like going to bail, you know, eat shit because, it's like you're not confident in your own ability. So, yeah, I guess just like, you know, start small and work up. But I think it's, it definitely has a lot to do with, with what foil you're riding because those like those ones like we talked about before, like the MFC and the Unifoil and that, like they're so easy to take off late because they just have such a good gradual lift and there's no surprises. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that would be, yeah. So, so, so something else I just thought of too, and that is rail grabs in turns. It seems like you yeah. are grabbing a whole lot. Where are you holding? I found that that's been – it's very different to do a rail grab turn on a foil than it is to do on a shortboard. Like on a shortboard, I'm yeah, thinking normally so. you're like pulling your nose into the water, I find. you know, trying yeah. to like, And I'm not the best shortboard. I'm a decent shortboarder. Um, I'm no long, no, nowhere near like a pro shortboarder. But, um, but yeah, can you describe the difference well, in how you're well, yeah, using like, the I grab? Think, like, with um like with short like grabbing your rail on a shortboard, you actually kind of want to grab um like more towards your back foot, right? Um, that like to do a proper like you know a good, but then it's hard to do a grab rail on a short on a shortboard anyway. But um, I I I like doing well. The reason I do I grab my rail a lot in in those turns is because I can really like really lay it over, and then I kind of use my when I'm grabbing my rail, I almost use that to pull pull it up a bit, like so I don't nosedive. Because when I like the, my setup that I'm running is like generally, if I'm doing a big like fast roundhouse, um, 
it, it wants to nosedive. So I'm trying to basically, you know, push on my back foot and pull the nose up at the same time. Um, and it just, I guess it just gives me way more control. Like, cause I'm low, you know, I'm really low, like low center of gravity, um, which, which also helps, you know, if you're up standing up upright, you're going to fall up, you know, you're going to fall over way easier. Um, so I think it's like the low center of gravity being connected to your board. Like it's like a third, like a tripod, I guess, like a third point of contact. Um, and then when you come into the, like to hit the wash, you are already so compressed that you can then just like really like smash it and you're not going to get bucked off cause you kind of all, you compressed and you're like this like tight little ball of like, I don't know. I think that's, that's it just, that's, that, that's what works for me anyway. So yeah. So I sort of just grabbed, I guess, in between my feet, um, I should probably look back at a video, one of my GoPro ones and have a look, but pretty sure it's like in between my, in between my feet. And then, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's more, it's more of like a stability thing, I think. So it's kind of just, you know, having that extra point of contact. So you, you got, you're way more stable. Yeah. That MFC, when I first hopped on it, it really felt like it liked that. It really like, I'd never really done grab turns before and then immediately when i hopped on it it was if i was doing them and i don't know if that was yeah. you know unconscious influence by only watching you surf that wing really um yeah. or if it was well, just think, because that wing really likes it yeah it does and, and for sure and like the, the the mfc does that as well it, it tends to um to want to nosedive when you do those turns so when especially when you're going fast um so yeah i think that's probably just a natural thing like i'm just actually just pulled up one of these um, GoPro clips from yesterday and I'm actually grabbing like just almost in line with my front foot. Um, and then I'm like really kind of cocking my knee. Um, and I, and that's, yeah. So, so my hands actually further forward than the wing. And then that, that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of pulling, pulling it up in a sense, um, you know, pulling the, the whole board up to, just to get round through that carve. And then once you, once you're coming back at the wash, you kind of, you can let go and then you can kind of like, yeah, smash it. <laughs> <laughs> That's epic. Uh, oh, Adam, dude, thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of requests to get you back on at some point with all the stuff that we missed. So hopefully you'll be open to that in a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you can be covered as you know, a fair bit, but yeah, if it's, yeah, for sure. I'd love to come back on and yeah. And um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of questions from people. So yeah, it'd be cool to answer any or whatever. So, yeah. Um, how do people Thanks. find you? How do people support you? Plug everything uh, you do for a little bit before you hop <laughs> off. Um, um, yeah, Mr. Bennett's on Instagram, M-I-S-T-E-R-B-E-N-N-E-T-T-S. Um, if, you, if you're a girl and you like bikinis, you can check out Faye, um, F-A-E on Instagram. Um, or if you want to buy something for your wife, that'd be cool too. Um, yeah, that's, I guess... Yeah, thanks hey. for having me and thanks for all the support, I guess. Yeah, man. Um, well, I'm sure everybody's going to be really stoked on this episode. Thank you so much for doing it and um, good luck with everything, dude. Yeah, awesome, man. <laughs>